Hey, this is Travis Bennett, the pastor here at Arena of Life Church, and I just want to welcome you to our podcast. I pray this builds your faith, encourages you, and brings you to newer levels in Christ. Enjoy the message. Amen. Amen. It's all right if I broke out of retirement just for one night, and and uh, my fingers hurt, but... Uh, Y'all pray for my fingers. Hey, if you have my have your Bibles tonight, which I hope you do, open them to Psalm 23. Psalm 23. I'm sure all of you know where I'm going. This is one of my favorite texts. I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, what should I share tonight? And I'm not going to be able to do all of this, but through the Wednesday nights, I believe I can do this the first Wednesdays. And this is something that I pray over my over me. I pray it over my wife. Pray it over my family, my kids. I love David. Don't you love the story of David? I love it because he takes a, a boy from the pasture and he puts him in the palace. A guy that made so many mistakes. Uh, one that cost him the life of his child. But the Bible tells us in Acts, I found David, a man the son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. And so I think there's something in here tonight that you're going to, there's going to be a takeaway. Of course, I love Psalm 119. I love Psalm 37. I love Psalm 91, even though it wasn't David that wrote it. But Psalm 23, let's read it together. It says, the Lord, the psalmist shepherd. It says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He lets me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still and quiet waters. I'm reading out the Amplified. He refreshes and restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff. They comfort me and console me. You prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. You have anointed and refreshed my head with oil. My cup overflows. (laughs) Isn't that good? It says, surely in goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And I will. I'm going to say it again. I will. Come on, let's say it together. I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Thank you, John. All right. Well, we're going to jump in this tonight. And there's ten things that I see in this particular text in, in Psalm 23. And like I said, it's something that I, that I, that I pray every single morning. And um, uh, in several different Bibles, I've wrote all of these t- particular things out. In verse 1, just real quick, I'm going to go through all six scriptures real quick. And then I want to get to the first one tonight. And i do not sure how far we'll get, but we'll try to get to verse 2 by the end of it. Because verse 1 is very important. But the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. How many of y'all know when the Lord is the shepherd of your life, He provides for your life? So you can go ahead and write that down. Number one, there's provision. The promise of God is provision. The Bible tells us he will supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Can I tell you tonight that uh, not only do we need to see the context of the Greek in the particular scripture there in the book of Philippians chapter 4 and verse 19, my God shall supply all my needs. But I also want to take the literal of the text as well, that he supplies all my needs. Like he has a need, if I have a need in my marriage, how many of y'all know God will supply if I have a need in my parenting, I, how many of y'all know God will supply? 
finally have a need, obviously, in my finances, God will supply. He is Jehovah Jireh. He is my provider. If, 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 I need a, uh, if I need provision in my body, He is Jehovah Rapha. He will supply healing for my body. He is the healer. That's what He does. Can I get an amen tonight? Amen? He's your, uh, uh, and so, anyways, the first one is provision. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight. And then in verse 2, it says, He lets me lie down in green pastures. He lets me lie down in green pastures. The only reason that a sheep would lie down in green, green pastures, if he knows he is protected. Go ahead and write the second one down, is protection. That's the second promise we see from Psalm 23. We obviously know from Psalm 91 that, that he keep his angels charge over you, keep you in all your ways, that no evil befall you, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. He'll bear you up in your hands lest he dash your foot against the stone. What does it start off in Psalm 91 and verse 1? Uh, he who abides in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. How many of y'all believe God's protection is for you? If God be for you, then who in the world can be against you? Amen. And so that's the second one. He says, he, he lets me lie down in green pastures. Here's the, the second part of that scripture. It says, he leads me beside the still waters. Um, the third thing that I see, the promise, go ahead and write this down, is peace. How many of y'all know we serve the God of peace, the Prince of peace? Jehovah Shalom, the God of peace. Uh, verse 3, it says, he refreshes and restores my soul. How many of y'all know we serve the God of restoration? Now, just in this quick part right here, I hope you're beginning to see how important it is that you quote this over your life. That you, and, and lots of people think this is a verse for a funeral. This is a verse for those who are alive. Can I say that out loud? How many of y'all know people in the ground, they don't need a shepherd anymore? It's the ones who are living in today's culture, in, in today's world. We need a shepherd, and we are his sheep, but we serve the God of restoration. And I'm just, I want to give you some hope tonight from Psalm 23 that if he's your shepherd, he will be your restore. And it doesn't matter how much you've been weathered. It doesn't matter how much you've been left out in the wind. It don't matter how much storms there's all around you. I'm telling you, God is the God of restoration. You read the book of Joseph, he's the God of restoration. You read the, you read the book of Moses in Exodus, he's the God of restoration. I'm telling you, read the book of Jonah, somebody who ran. Any of y'all have ever run before? Like sheep run astray, right? How many of y'all know God restored you and he's still in the restoration business? He restores my soul, my mind, my will, and my emotions. I, I, I mean on teaching tonight. I'm going to try to do my best. Pastor, it's almost impossible, isn't it? He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. Here's the, here's the is this number four? This is number five. Oh, we're getting somewhere. Guidance. How I many of y'all know he guides us? He leads us, he feeds us, he guides us, he directs her. That my steps should be, the Bible tells us in Psalm 37 and verse 23, that the steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord, and he delights in his way. He will guide you. Now, verse 4, it says, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. There's another thing that I see from the text here, that God gives us confidence. When the Lord is your shepherd, there's a confidence about you. How many of y'all know you ain't afraid to die when the Lord's on, the, on your side, when he's your shepherd? Right? Come on, there's a confidence. There's, there's something about you because it's greater is he that's in you than he that is in the world. There's a confidence. And then it goes on to say, your rod and your staff, they comfort me and console me. You know what a staff does? A shepherd's staff over the sheep. You know what it's for? It's for correcting. And I'm here to tell you, a good shepherd corrects sheep. 
And there's times in our life where we need a correcting. How many of y'all know it's, there's times in your kid's life that you need correcting? Go ahead and raise your hand. All right. Yep. Amen. Spool the rods. Wait. Spare the rods, spool the child. Right? And, and there's times when, when, when our kids, they need correcting. Well, I'm here to tell you right now, we need correcting from time to time as well. Probably every day. Then it goes on to verse 5. It says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. I'm telling you, the promise of prosperity comes from the king. You prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemy. You have, there's, then it goes on to say in the second part of verse 5, you have anointed and refreshed my head with oil. My cup overflows. Anointing. That's the next one. The promise of God in Psalm 23 is him as our shepherd is anointing. How many of you know the anointing breaks the yokes of bondages of sin and death? Thank God for the anointing. You might be gifted, but if you get the anointing, I'm telling you, there's power in the anointing of God. And then it goes on to say in verse 6, Surely goodness and mercy and unfailing love shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And the tenth thing that you can write down from Psalm 23 is His promise for you. How many of y'all know all the promises of God are yes and amen? So tonight I want to talk about His provision. If we have some time, we'll go into protection but let's talk about his provision. How many of y'all know he is a provider? And, and, you know, thinking about this, I love it that he starts off, the Lord is my shepherd. My shepherd. Everybody say my. He takes it personal here. He is my shepherd. And, and I think there's a reason that David uses this through the anointing of the Holy Spirit that he puts, uh, it's even David that said, may my lips be like the pen of a ready writer. And as he puts his pen to the, uh, through the power of the Holy Spirit and begins to write this psalm out. And what I love about the psalms, especially, can I just back up and say this? Lots of times when you read through psalms, it's like, oh, my Lord, are you there? Is anybody out there? Does anybody care? But there's psalms like this that give us this encouragement. But what I love about that is I look at the life of David. He said, David, a man after God's own heart. He was even at a place where he's saying, Lord, are you there? How many of y'all have ever felt like that? God, are you there? Where in the world are you? I mean, I'm, it's like, where's Waldo? But you get, to, you get to this particular text right here, and he says, the Lord is my shepherd. It's like saying, my wife, my family. It's personal. And everybody in this room should be, should be able to use that personally. That the Lord is my shepherd. My, my, my. My shepherd. Come on, get that in your heart tonight. He's my shepherd. He's mine. Now he's everybody else's too, but he's mine. It's personal. And you need to take it personal. I shall not want. But the reason David uses this text here through the power of the, uh, through the anointing of the Holy Spirit as he begins to write is because he was a shepherd. You go back to the text in 1 Samuel, I believe it's 14 or 15, somewhere in there, maybe 16. But remember when Samuel comes to his house, he comes to anoint the next king because Saul had messed up. And Samuel is in the house of Jesse and he's looking at all these brothers. And, and he, asked, he asked Jesse, what does he say? He said, do you have any more? And he said, well, I have one out in the field and he's tending to my flock. And he brings him in, he anoints him, the Lord tells him, that's when the Lord tells him, he said, don't look on outward appearance because I look at the heart. A man after God's own heart. He may have not been big like the other brothers. He may have not uh, been the oldest, but he was the youngest, but he had a heart after God. 
And it tells us, even when he's up against Goliath in 1 Samuel chapter 17, and Saul comes to him and says, you need to put this armor on. He said, when the lion came, I attacked it. When they came after my sheep, I I attacked it. When the bear came, I went after it. I was a good shepherd. And now that he's writing about his shepherd over him, he said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Are you getting this tonight? Because he had had... He, he, uh, he had had revelation of being a shepherd and how they were over the sheep. And so I think it would be very fitting for us to, if we're going to see how a shepherd is, we need to see what, a, what, what does a shepherd do to take care of a sheep. How I many of y'all know a shepherd protects a sheep? A shepherd restores his sheep. He guides his sheep. He corrects his sheep. He provides for his sheep. And not only that, we need to look at the life of a sheep. They're not very smart. Can I say that sheep are not very smart? How many of y'all know some sheep that are not very smart? One thing about sheep, sheep follow sheep. Right? Yes, that's right. And, and so one thing about sheep, you need to understand this. Sheep can be slow to learn. Can we just go ahead and testify to that? As a shepherd over a flock, praise the Lord. They can be slow to learn. How many of y'all know sheep can be stinky and unattractive? Oh, that is bad. All right. Can we have Courtney preacher jokes tonight? How many of y'all know sheep can be demanding? I'm going to say that one more time. That wasn't good enough. Amen. Sheep can be demanding. Oh, come on. Sheep can be stubborn. Go ahead and elbow one if you're sitting next to a stubborn sheep this morning or tonight. Sorry. I mean, y'all know sheep are strong, strong-willed, all kinds of things. Number six, sheep, this is, you can get this all from Google. Sheep tend to go astray and get lost. Man, are y'all getting revelation yet tonight? I know I'm talking about sheep, but I'm also talking about sheep. Um, in Isaiah 53, 6, it says, All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. It also says in Luke 15, 4, this is, good, this is encouragement to those that have gone astray and got lost. Luke 15, 4, our good shepherd said this, What man of you having a hundred sheep, if he loses one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after the one which is lost until he finds it? Uh, another thing that sheep are, sheep are unpredictable. Sheep follow the crowd. Should we talk about 2020 right now? I'm just going to go ahead and move on. How many of y'all know if somebody's winning the Super Bowl, they get a whole, they get a whole new crowd of people that's rooting for them? Uh, sheep follow the crowd. Number nine, sheep are restless. Number ten, sheep de- are dependent on a shepherd. We are the sheep and the Lord is our shepherd. Verse, or, or not verse 11, but number 11, sheep are the same everywhere. All right. So let's look at this text again. The Lord is my shepherd. Everybody say, my shepherd. I love it that he says, I shall not want. How many of y'all know when he is your shepherd, you shall not want? You know, I was thinking about this particular thing today as a shepherd so many times uh, um, I was thinking about in the book of Exodus chapter 3 when 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 Moses has the burning bush experience 
And he, the Lord comes to him, and he's, he's been gone for quite some time for Egypt. In fact, history tells us this. It was for 40 years that he was away. He was 80 years old, and he has this burning bush experience where he is. And God comes to him and says, hey, I want you to go to deliver the people. And he tells, what does he say to God? He says, well, who do, who do I tell who sent me? And he said, I am who I am. And see, when he said that, what he's saying is, is I'm the capital G God, and you know who I am because you're the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Now, I know, son, I, I, now studying the text, I, I, this is how I see this, because he had grown up in Pharaoh's home, and the, the uh, Pharaohs in, in Egypt, they had a God for everything. They had a God for the frogs, and they had a God for the blood. They had a God for the rain. They had a God for the crops. They had a God for all these things. And so when God says to him, he says, I am who I am. He's reminded of what his mother had instilled in Jochebed, had instilled to him the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Because how many of y'all know, you know who the one true God is? You're like, Pastor, this is America. I know who the big G God is. But do we really? Because I look at America, and I listen to the radio, and I see the TV. We may say in God we trust, but we have a whole bunch of little G gods in our life. Are you hearing me tonight? We have a whole bunch of little G gods in our life. We have so many things that distract and pull us away. That's why I thought it was very fitting for us tonight. I'm coming back to the heart of worship. And it's all about you. You know that's what worship is. It's about the Lord. Like, it's one thing of you guys looking up here, but you know our heart's desire as a worship team is that you look that way. And so the reason I'm going this direction tonight and talking about this, see, a sheep, a sheep is always looking for the guidance of the shepherd. And how many times do we call somebody, we phone a friend, we put it on Facebook, we have these little G gods in our life, and God's saying, are you my shepherd or are you not my shepherd? Because if I'm your shepherd, you shall not want. Now, are you going to go through some times where you need my provision? Yes. Are you going through some times where you need my protection? Yes. But I need to be your shepherd. This verse and this chapter only works if he's your shepherd. Can I say that tonight? This verse, I'm, I think it's so good, and we probably have it on courthouses, and you may have it on a plaque on your wall, but I'm telling you, the reason that provision works for you, promise works for you, anointing works for you, prosperity works for you, confidence, guidance, restoration, peace, those things work if he's your shepherd. And that's why he starts it off with that, because you're going to have a hard time fulfilling the promise all the days of your life. You'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever if he's not first, what? Your shepherd. He's got to first be your shepherd. Number one, he's got to be your shepherd. You've got to look to him. We look so many other ways. We look to doctors, and I think doctors are great. Aren't you thankful for medicine and those types of things? But I'm telling you, the shepherd is the healer. The shepherd is the healer. The shepherd is the provider. The shepherd is Jehovah Sikkenu, our righteousness. Amen? And so... Thinking about this particular text, I love it that he says, I shall not want. Like all my needs are met when Jesus is the shepherd of my life. He will take care of all your needs. I want to look at a particular text talking about his provision in Matthew 6. And I believe it's a very fitting text for tonight. In Matthew 6 and verse 25, it says, therefore, I tell you. And this is something good for you to go back and look at. But it says, therefore, I tell you, stop being worried or anxious about your life. Anybody been worried or anxious tonight? Just be truthful. Be honest. Okay? This is for you. As to what you will eat or what you will drink. 
nor about your body as to what you will wear. Is life not much more is is life not more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father keeps feeding them. Are you not worth more than they? How many of y'all know you're more you're worth more than a bird? Amen. We're worth more than a bird. And it goes on to say in verse 27, And who of you, by worrying, can add one hour to his life? And why are you worried about clothes? See how the lilies and wildflowers of the field grow, and they do not labor, nor do they, do they spin? Yet I say to you that not even Solomon, in all his glory and splendor, dressed himself like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field which is alive and green today and tomorrow, uh, thrown into, into the furnace, will he not much more clothe you? You owe you of little faith. It says, therefore, do not worry or be anxious, saying, what are we going to eat? Or what are we going to drink? Or what are we going to wear? For the pagan Gentiles eagerly seek all these things. He's talking about people that don't have a shepherd. These are the things that they think about. But do not worry, for your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But first, and most importantly, seek His kingdom and His righteousness. And all these things will be added unto you. Then goes verse 34. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. How many of y'all know if he's a shepherd, he'll take care of the measly things in your life? I mean, y'all know we worry about way too many things. We worry about way too many things. Things that, that won't even happen will die to the sword on that particular thing. The enemy comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But the good shepherd comes to what? He comes to give life and life more abundantly. Are you seeing how important it is that we make him the shepherd of our life? It's like the fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, meekness, and temperance. I mean, y'all know love is... If you don't have love, you're going to have a hard time having joy. If you don't have love, you're going to have a hard time having peace. Right? Faith. Uh, um, if you don't have love, you're going to have a hard time being tenderhearted. It's just like, when y'all remember when we studied the Beatitudes? I'm telling you, that first Beatitude was so pivotal on all the rest of them. Blessed are those who are poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. What is he saying? You've got to learn, first of all, before you even talk about peace, being a peacemaker, before you talk about all these other things, you've got to first get it in your head that you are completely destitute without the Lord. Come on. We are nothing without the shepherd. We are nothing without the shepherd. Are you guys getting something out of this tonight? The Lord is our shepherd. See how important this is to read. In fact, David, I look at his life. I mean, somebody who went through loss. He went through betrayal. He went through sin. He went through so many things. I mean, can you imagine having this baby born and the prophet saying, nope, you can't have him. And he dies, but the, the Lord provides from that. But in Psalm 37, 25, one of my favorite scriptures, what does it say? It says, I was young and now I'm old, but yet I've never seen the righteous forsaken or God see begging for bread. Can I tell you, that comes from revelation of somebody who has made the good shepherd the shepherd over everything. Amen? In Deuteronomy 2 and verse 7, 
Moses said this, For the Lord your God has blessed you in all the work of your hand. He knows you're trudging through this great wilderness. These 40 years the Lord your God has been with you. You have lacked nothing. How many of y'all know it could be a whole lot worse? How many of y'all know? I just watch the news. When you think it's all got worse, how many of y'all know it can get worse? But the Lord needs to, when the Lord is the shepherd of your life, and I, I'm telling you, when, the, when God is your shepherd, you have faith. Can I say that again? When the Lord is your shepherd, you have, you have faith. That's why it's so important to have faith or make him the Lord, uh, the Lord your shepherd. It's in, in Psalm 84 and verse 11, you can write this one down. I just wrote a few down what, what David said. But he said, for the Lord God is a son and a shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. See there? that Someone who walks uprightly has made the shepherd my shepherd. Are you seeing it? The Lord is my shepherd. That's basically what he's saying. Rather than saying, I shall not want. He's saying, the Lord is my shepherd. That's all I want. Get that. The Lord is my shepherd. That's all I want. In Psalm 103 and verse 2, it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. How many of y'all need a little renewed youth out there? Come on, make him the shepherd of your life. All right. Now when I want to... From provision, I didn't know how much, how much, where are we? All right. I got all night. Psalm 23 and verse 2. Y'all ready to go on from there? Say, my shepherd. Come on, let's say it one more time. My shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. Then it goes on to say, he lets me lie down in green pastures. Everybody say protection. Come on, let's say it one more time. Protection. There's a particular text that I want to read to you in Ezekiel chapter 34 in verse 11. 34, Ezekiel 34. And I love this particular text here because he's talking to shepherds. In fact, it was, I think it was two years ago, we were at my home and the Lord showed me this particular text to impart into uh, the pastors and elders. Pastor Robert probably remembers this. But uh, there's some things that I see that a, that, a, that a shepherd does. Number one, he strengthens the diseased. We see this in chapter 34. We see that he heals the sick. Well, it's the shepherd that does it, right? It finds those driven away. He searches for the lost. He feeds them. Uh, he lays down his life for them. But in this particular text here in verse 11 through 15, or 11 through 14, let's read that. God is rebuking the shepherds of Israel for not doing their jobs. And let's just read this together. He says, For thus says the Lord God, Behold, I myself will search for my flock and seek them out. As a shepherd cares for his sheep on the day that he is among his scattered flock, so I will care for my sheep and I will rescue them from all the places to which they were scattered on a cloudy and gloomy day. I will bring them out from the nations and gather them for the countries and bring them to their own land. And I will feed them on the mountains of Israel, by the streams and in all the inhabited places of the land. I will feed them in a good pasture and their grazing ground will be on the mountain heights of Israel. 
There they will lie down on a good grazing ground of feed in rich pasture on the mountain of Israel. See that in verse 12. He said, as a shepherd cares for his sheep on the day that he is among his scattered flock. Y'all know we've all gone astray. So I will care for my sheep and I will rescue them from all the places to which they. So God rescues them. And we see in verse 14, there they will lie down on good grazing. That's when the rescuer, the shepherd comes in. When, uh, when do sheep lie down? When they feel safe. I mean, y'all know that. In fact, you can just say that about, about livestock. When they know they're safe, they'll lie down. And when one startled sheep runs, they all run. We should talk about 2020 just for a second. <laughs> should we not? Is this not the truth? When one sheep runs, they all run. And that's why it's so important that you have a good shepherd that is not shaken by what he sees and hears. Are you hearing me tonight? That's why you've got, I'm telling you, that's why, uh, going back to that, we're talking about the big G and the little G's. We have so many little G's in our life that are moving with the wind. But I'm telling you, the big G is not afraid. The shepherd is, is not moved by what he sees and what he hears. And that's why it's important that you have verse 1, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Are you seeing this tonight? The Lord is my shepherd. See, sheep will only lie down if they are present, uh, if these things are present. Number one, freedom from all fear. Sheep will only lie down, number two, if they have freedom from torment of flies. Let me all know there's some flies in the world today. Should I name a few? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be nice. We're on live. All right. One of the flies is you, Mark Zuckerberg. I'm just going to go ahead and say that. All right. <laughs> Are we still on? Are we still on? Okay. Uh, number three. Uh, sheep will only lie down if this is, this is happening. Freedom from fear of no food or hunger. They only lie down unless they know that they have food and hunger. Other than that, what are they going to do? They're going to keep searching for something to fill their belly. Can I tell you that's why I am not moved by what I see and hear on the television? Because the Lord is my shepherd, and he will supply all of my needs. I know I keep going back to verse 1, but you're seeing he can be your protector, but he's first got to be your shepherd. Are you hearing me tonight? I hope you get revelation of this like I have. Like I have notes and notes of this, of all of these, and I know I'm not going to get all through all of it, but he can be your protector. Uh, see, because fear, what does it have? It has torment. What did First John, I love what the Apostle John says in First John 4, 18. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Because fear involves torment, but he who fears has not been made perfect in love. Lots of times people say this, and those of you that have been in the house and are under any teaching uh, that I've preached on fear, lots of times we think that the opposite of love is hate. But God said in or, or Timothy, 2 Timothy 1.7, it says, God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. See, the opposite of love is fear. Can, can, I, can I be honest? If there is not a love for the shepherd, you'll live in fear. Is that not the truth? Um, so, so think about it. There is no fear in love. 
What is love? Love is patient. Love is kind. Is not envious. Is not boastful. Does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoice in the truth. See, lots of times there's fear in a marriage because love is not in a marriage. Because a trust has been broken. And so there's fear of somebody else in the picture. There's fear of somebody walking outside the door. That's the opposite of love. Are you getting it? You get revelation of that. Love is patient. Love is kind. Fear is not patient. Fear is not kind. Fear is envious. Right? Um, Where am I? Here's another thing, and I believe this is a word for us tonight. But, But talking about sheep, they won't lie down. See, it's hard to sleep when you're anxious. Talking about sheep lying down in green pastures. It's hard to sleep when you're anxious. And you know, what makes us anxious when we lie down? Uh, lots of times when we sleep, what are we doing? We're thinking about the what ifs. Are we not? We think about the what ifs. Now, I promise you, you come shoe a few horses with me, you'll sleep like a baby at night. All right? But I talk to people all the time. They don't sleep at night. And what are they doing? The enemy is constantly putting what ifs inside their head. Or I should have done this, or I should have done that. Can I tell you, shame is a voice of the enemy. Guilt is a voice of the enemy. This is why you've got to make him the shepherd. The shepherd don't care how much you stink. He still wants to shepherd you. It doesn't matter where you've gone. It don't matter how far you've gone to the cliff. He will leave the 99, and he will go after the one and come and pull you out of the miry pit. Come on. And set you on the rock to stand. Are you hearing me tonight? I know I keep going back to verse 1, but you see how important verse 1 is. He's got to be the shepherd. And so we have these what ifs. We have these situations that never absolutely ever take place. How many of y'all have ever had that before? Like, I remember one particular time there was a good client of mine that every six weeks he'd get them done. It was like 12 head of horses. It was a big, big day. It was a big paycheck. It was something that we need. I mean, it was like a mortgage payment, right, when I went to their house. And I called him, and he was always good to call me back. And I called and left him message after message. And all these things were going in my head. Always got somebody else. And you know amazing how, I mean, it can work with anything, right? It starts going through your head. All these things, all these things. And two weeks later, he calls me back. He said, man, we went on a cruise for three weeks. I'm like, who's on a boat for that long? I'm like, I would come to your horses, but you're probably out of money. But isn't it amazing? I dug a ditch that didn't even happen. How many of y'all know the enemy is so good at that? He is so good at that. Well, I, I know. I mean, I saw something on Facebook that pretty much testifies to that being factual and truth. Right? Come on, y'all are laughing, but you've done it before. You're laughing. But I'm telling you, that's how the enemy works. Bible tells us in John 10 verse 11, we're going to go back to verse 1 again here, just, but we're talking about him being the protector. He said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. How many of y'all know Jesus provides supernatural protection that you can get some sleep? When a shepherd is over his flock, it puts them at ease. Because he knows, because a sheep knows when the shepherd is in there, in the fight with them, that he'll take care of all their needs. Come on, are you getting revelation of that tonight? When, the, when, when a shepherd is over a flock, it puts the sheep at ease. 
And so I studied this particular text out here. I'm the good shepherd. The, and you know how, how it's, it says in the Greek? It says, I am the shepherd, the good one. You know what that tells me? Lots of times we put shepherding in all kinds of areas in our life. But God's saying, I'm the good one. You, may, you might as well make me the only shepherd in your life. So it says the good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. That word for is in the Greek. It means holy. It means completely. It means on behalf of. This word sheep is a whole flock of sheep. You know, I, I love it that it says that a whole flock of sheep because lots of times we think, well, God, the shepherd's good to him, but I won't get the same goodness that that person has. But what he's saying, he's a good shepherd on the whole flock. What he did for one, he'll do for another. Can I say that again? What he did for one, he'll do for another. If he was a healing, that's why it's so important that, that you share your testimony wherever you are, whether in church or wherever it is, you share what God's done in your life because it'll build the faith of somebody else. Of, listen, if he did it for them, he'll do it for me. Come on, if they did it for them, he'll do it for me. How many of y'all know if he did it for Joshua, he'll do it for me? If he did it for Moses, he'll do it for me. And then it goes, uh, so it's the good shepherd gives his life. I love this. In life, this word life here in the Greek, it means the mind, the will, and the emotions. The good shepherd gives his mind, will, and emotions for completely on behalf of the whole flock of sheep. It's where we get the word psychology. He gives his mind, his will, and emotion for our care. He's totally involved then, but he's totally involved now. In 1 Peter 2.25, it says, For you were like sheep going astray, but have now returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. Can I tell you? He's your protector. He is your protector. He lets me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. It would take me all night to share what God has in my heart. But I just want you to leave with this tonight. The Lord has, I'm going to ask you the question. Is the Lord the shepherd of your life? Is the Lord, you, you may be in a situation right now. You might be in a pickle. You might be in something where you don't know whether to go to the left or the right. Can I tell you? God has guidance. He knows which direction to go. If you're in here and you're losing sleep over something with your kids, I'm just here to tell you, make Jesus the shepherd of your life. And it's not going to cut it just a Wednesday night or a Sunday morning. He's got to be your shepherd when you get in the parking lot. He's got to be your shepherd when the kids get in the car. Amen? He's got to be your shepherd. Come on, he's got to be your shepherd at work. He's got to be your shepherd when you're scrolling online. You know, I don't, I don't live in fear. I, you know, when I watch the news, all I do is get mad. I don't get scared because I know he will supply all my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I told you this, gas can get 10 bucks, but I'm telling you, I'm not going to live in fear. God will provide. Can I say that again? God will provide. We got to keep moving. There's people, there's, there's people out there that need introduction to the good shepherd. So I want you to be apical about this. Tomorrow, your time with the Lord in the morning. Just say that. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. 
He leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely, goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. The Lord is Anson's shepherd. The Lord is Addison's shepherd. The Lord is Ketch's shepherd. The Lord is Brandy Shepherd, Noel Shepherd. There's people, there's many of you in here. That he, he may not be the shepherd, but I'm claiming it in Jesus' name. I'm speaking that you would look to the shepherd and that you shall not want. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Come on, get that tonight. How many of y'all know it's never underestimate the power of one scripture? You may have not seen the power of it tonight, but I'm telling you it's power to me. He's my shepherd. He's my shepherd. He's my shepherd. Let's stand to our feet. God, I just pray for these in the room. Come on, if, if you're in the room and you just lift a hand and say, you know what, I feel like a sheep right now that's gone astray. Maybe not gone astray. I mean, not like you're living in sin or anything like that, but you've lost your focus, your course feel like you're at the end of a cliff come on who is that just be bold tonight just look lift your hands up god i pray for these right now in jesus name oh spirit of the living god lord these that have been obedient to lift their hand and say you know what i'm struggling i'm hurting god i need i need I need your protection. God, I need your confidence. God, I need your prosperity. God, I need I need your peace right now. I'll just lift these up to you right now in Jesus' name. I pray that they would run to you. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and they are made safe. So in Jesus' name, God, these that have their hands raised, Lord, I just pray for them. God, I pray that they look to the Son, that they look to you. God, those little G's in their life that that have taken them off focus, that's made them go to the left and to the right, I pray, God, tonight they'd be reminded of, I am who I am. God, I just pray, Lord, these that have their hands lifted right now, I just pray, God, that there's repentance. And, Lord, if there needs to be repentance and that they turn and go the other direction, Lord, minister to them right now in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray that tonight, God, as they've made you the shepherd, Lord, that even as they lay their head on their pillow, that their sleep would be sweet. That they would have thoughts of good and not of evil. They would have dreams of good and not of evil. Lord, I pray right now in Jesus' name, Lord, minister to them even in their sleep. No evil befall them. No weapon formed against them shall prosper. In Jesus, Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you. 
May his face shine upon you, be gracious to you, and give you peace. Thanks for joining us. We want to thank all of you who give to our ministries here at AOL Church. It's because of you that all of this is possible. You can give now by clicking the link below. And if you haven't already, subscribe and share this message. It helps us reach more people and share the gospel through you. Be sure to stay connected to us through our Church Center app, our website, arenaoflifechurch.org, and follow us on social media like Facebook and Instagram. May the Lord bless you and keep you. His face shine upon you, be gracious to you, and give you peace. Thanks again for listening. Go and make a difference today.